welcome to Put a Cork in It, hosted by yours truly, Monica Toby, who has zero credibility in the podcast world, but is trying to make it big. This podcast was created for unfiltered conversation, which always leads to cringy comments, sound advice, and obviously a lot of laughter. So come along for the ride and listen to a podcast that will leave you in a better mood than when you started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shooting the Breeze. I am Monica, and this is... Houston. And we were just having a chat about um, beards before we tuned in to the podcast, and Austin was, like, touching his beard and explained to me about how men's beards can get too long to where it's uncomfortable. Yes, I was saying, I know my beard is too long and I need to shave it when I just like can't stop touching it or like touching my neck more specifically. (laughs) And I was going to say that it's too much work to shave. And uh, then I knew mine was going to jump on me, like saying, you don't even have to shave your legs. What are you talking about? So I just decided not to say anything at all. Ah, smart man. Um, I would say we didn't really talk about your weekend. We talked about my weekend. I went camping, which was, you know, out of my comfort zone. But honestly, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Austin was encouraging me the whole time. I mean, truly a good friend. But how was your weekend? Pretty solid weekend. Uh, Carly was out of town visiting her brother uh, at IU. So I was kind of, you know, flying solo a little bit this weekend. Uh, My housemates mom and sister came into town we had dinner with them wow uh pretty solid got got to see lebron get his fourth ring shout out lebron and the lakers yes. um just a kid from from akron just as he always says from akron amen so not not too bad of a weekend great i'm glad um i don't know about you but since our last podcast on the enneagram topic i've been just itching to get back to it you know, I think people are more excited for these numbers than the last week. So I, th- I think this one breeds more anticipation. And I have also been excited to get back to this as well. Yeah, I completely agree. The responses were spicy. Go ahead and um, hit us with one to start off. Well, we're going to start with the twos. And if you didn't know, Monica is a two. It's labeled the helper, the caring interpersonal type demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. And, you know, just to get right into it, I think I'm going to start with the more positive one now. Twos are the mom of the friend group. Hmm. You know, I would say that's a mixed bag, which is a phrase I've been saying recently. Um, in my personal experience as being a two, I'm like not, I don't have it together enough to be the mom of the friend group, but I think typically, yes. Just typically? I mean, you, you couldn't even, you don't even have snacks in your purse. Like you don't, you're not that type of mom of the friend group. I mean, I'm the mom of the friend group, like emotionally. Can I say that? Like, I'm trying to make sure everyone's doing okay mentally, like keeping track of, you know, are you okay? Like in the head. But in terms of physical needs, I wouldn't say that's like my strong suit. Mm. 
I can understand that. And I could definitely see the emotional side of that, you know, the caring interpersonal type as the website says. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, Carolyn Grace is up here saying twos are all softies, which I can agree. I think I am very lovey-dovey. You know, I'm a hopeless romantic. I, I love just being very like, I don't know, comforting vibes with people, which I think a lot, some people don't see though, because I do have more of like a sassy exterior, if you will. Um, but I think that's kind of a true stereotype. I'm not going to lie. I, f I feel like twos, you know, can, can sometimes almost be like overtly sensitive, like unhealthily. They kind of like buy too much into like that. What, what do yeah. you think about that? Oh, I am very sensitive and I used to not admit that but now I do I'm I'm a pretty sensitive gal so do you think that like I don't know how to word this like do, do you think some twos overexpose like their sensitivity and kind of just like unleash it on other people or do you like bottle it up inside okay well that also feels like a mixed bag because some twos do bottle it up inside because God forbid their emotions overtake someone else's emotions because twos are known for like not caring about themselves and only caring about other people's worries. Um, and so in that, I think yes and no. I, I'd say, I would say most twos don't really talk about their feelings that much and aren't going to talk about what they're struggling with. Very interesting. And I feel like you don't know this, Austin, but a lot of women, specifically Christian women, mistype as a two. Thank you, Allison Webb and Carly Nash. I mean, if you take the Enneagram and you are a Christian girl, I just feel like most likely you're going to be a two. And that's because, I don't know, I think girls tend to answer questions like they should feel like they should answer them mm. and then that like puts you in this box it's like a two which Morgan Lee, Morgan Elam's like ideal Proverbs 31 woman you know like the servant you know very much into serving other people themselves last caring for their husbands like it's just a stereotype that I'm kind of passionate about breaking and it's also like very important to like this if you really want to correctly type yourself that's not how you should be answering questions on this thing uh like you should very much be like well like what is truly representative of like me how i feel etc and nothing wrong with being a two twos are great twos are honestly some of I, like some of the the best people i know are twos uh, I, I usually shout out way too many people, so I'm going to try and refrain from doing that. So I'm not going to, not going to go out there, but you know, I, I guess give us the example of a healthy two versus unhealthy mon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's actually right where I was going. It's so crazy how we're on the same wavelength. Okay. So here's my thing. A ba the basic desire of me is to be loved. Okay. That's what we got going for an Enneagram two. Mm. Um, their basic fear is like being unwanted and just like unworthy of anyone's love, which is pretty deep, you know? 
Um, but in terms of unhealth, I mean, twos are seeking validation in terms of their service. Like people will love me if I do this, this, and this for them. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's where you get people who like burn themselves out on serving others. And it's just like, it gets bad. But then if you're healthy, you're really being honest about, Hey, I would love to serve you in this way because it would really fill me up to do that. And the other person's like, okay, sure. Like do it, but you're not doing it to earn love from someone. You're just saying, I want to do this because I care about you type thing. Also, like if you're just trying to get attention, serving the wrong people, like, I'm not sure what type this would be, but like, let's say you're serving someone and in hopes that they might serve you back. Like that is just not, not how you should be going about things. That is a one-way trip to getting burnt out. Well, for sure. And I think really unhealthy too, just keep serving. They don't really even care. They just really want someone to like tell them that, I don't know, they think they can earn their worth that way, which is just sad. But here's what I'll say. I'm, I'm starting to be more confident in my two-ness, but you know, you know, I want to be a more exciting number, like a seven, but let's not get into that. All right, let's move on to a number that I have particularly not liked in the past. I'm going to be honest. And that would be numero quattro. And I don't know, like fours used to just rub me the wrong way. Isn't there some list of uh, like compatibility between numbers, like ideal combinations of the numbers like between like uh, a male and a female you know i have heard of that but i've also heard that those are incorrect Mm. so i don't know if that's even reliable but to be honest i can't say i'm not curious so what what about fours what about the sensitive withdrawn expressive dramatic (laughs) self-absorbed and temperamental don't you like (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was incredible. Um, here's what I'll tell you I don't like. I think I had just kept interacting with unhealthy fours. Because actually, Aaron Adelman, who replied and said, fours, everyone thinks we're always emotional and sad. Which is the stereotype I really struggle to get out of. But Aaron was actually the first healthy four I met. And I was like, wait a second, you're a four? I get it you're artsy, you're in your feels, you're a deep thinker, but you're also not constantly down in the dumps or, oh my gosh, let me be different. I have to be the unique one. I think that's what annoyed me was that fours always had to be like unique and prided themselves on not looking like anybody else, if that makes sense. I can definitely relate a lot of four women at my high school, shout out Dublin Jerome, as I said, I wasn't going to shout out anyone. I feel like there were a lot of people, like, you grow up in the suburbs, like, everyone's kind of the same, and then at some point, you're like, I'm going to be different. Like, I'm going to, you know, do something completely different. I don't even know. I, like, horrible. Why did I go down this path? But I feel like it's easier to run into an unhealthy four as opposed to, like, the other numbers. Because I feel like it's it can go so far in the unhealthy direction, like really quick. So what's interesting, Austin, is that every number goes to a different number in stress and in health. So like for me, 
when I'm in stress, I go to the negative qualities of an eight. But when I'm in health, I go to the healthy qualities of a four. So the four actually in stress goes to the negative qualities of a two. So I think maybe the reason why I don't like the four is that I see a lot of the negative of me in it. And so I don't want to be around it, if that makes sense. I can see that. That would, that would make a lot of sense. Because then it forced you to confront the negativeness about you. Um, exactly. So maybe that's why I avoided it. <laughs> I can't say I know anyone who's a healthy four. But, you know, I'm still waiting. If you're out there, let me know. We can meet yeah. up, hang sometime. We'd love to know. I love that. Okay, now I'm going to let you take the fives up in here. I'll, I'll get the description and then you can give the response. <laughs> the responses were spicy. Spicy. If Oh, man. Okay, so the five is the investigator. Um, the intense and cerebral type, which means perceptive, innovative, secretive, isolated. Here's what I'll say about a five. A five is your classic, like, logical, analytical person. And frankly, I almost just said dude, because I've only met fives that are dudes. So if you are a five that is a female, right on, sister. I would love to meet you, because I've yet to experience that. And hope the person who responded to this isn't a five to kind of break break this um break break this stereotype because uh I, I don't know who this is uh at elo t thanks for responding man uh fives are apparently super emotionally unintelligent and unaware maybe too cerebral for their own good like too logical like mm -hmm. fail to you know see the emotion in you know, given circumstances, I think we've all known someone like that, you know, you kind of like stereotype them as like socially awkward or just like, mm -hmm. I think the unaware is like a good, good term to use. It's very, very interesting though, because there are like some examples that pop up in my head immediately when I think of that. Yeah. Like, you know it, you know it when you see it. Exactly. And I think now Elwood, I met him for my um, summer mission my freshman year. And I don't know if I would say he's a five. I mean, I can't say at all what he is. I've never met the man. Yeah, I'm very interested in. I mean, he literally responded to this in all caps maybe he's frustrated with fives maybe he's not a five himself but he's just frustrated that they are unintelligently or emotionally unintelligent or emotionally unaware okay yes maybe you're right all right well, I, just, I, I don't know i just don't know this is how i feel about fives austin i don't know <laughs> we can't we can't say much more <laughs> I mean, like, I, I want to talk more about fives, but I, now, now I feel socially awkward. Oh, gosh. Okay, so let's move on. The next number in the sequence is a six. The loyalist, the committed, security-oriented type. Engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. And 
I feel like uh, a lot of people, um, my brother in particularly categorized me as a six before he knew that I took the Enneagram. And I'm actually like an eight wing seven or a seven wing eight. Can't, can't really decide. The test said I was literally like the same for both. So we'll see. Oh, interesting. Um, but I would characterize myself as like a very loyal, like I, I definitely pull that trait from being a six. And I don't know if that is the, um, like if that's a, a characteristic of a healthy eight, they go to the health of a six. I don't know, Mom, can you give me some perspective here? So here's the thing. The six is the loyalist. And I mean, the description says it itself. I mean, here's the thing. I've only, I've always thought that sixes were really scared. Um, I don't know. I've always had a very skewed view of them. Like, I've always thought that they were just very fearful of everything. And hard to be around but again maybe I haven't really met a healthy six you know what I'm saying like their basic desire is to be safe okay so if that is your core desire I mean you're going to be stressed a lot of the time like that makes sense and I think that's why there's some stereotypes like Emily um says again six is have anxiety which I think would be very relevant um, because of their number and the way that they lean. But then also you have people who are sixes who say, I don't relate to that. Um, and so it's, it's hard. I think a healthy six would be able to take their fear and say, okay, is this rational or is this irrational? And how am I supposed to move forward instead of kind of getting stuck in the fear and overthinking it, if that makes sense. So sixes out there, the upcoming cast this week could be very good, you know, building confidence, like getting away from that fear and like really becoming who you are. If that's something you struggle with, make sure you stay tuned for Put a Cork in It episode four, season two, episode four. Dude, I think we're on five. Dang, episode five. Guys, stay tuned. This is going to be really good. Um. But going back to the scared, I mean, if you don't have any fears in life, like props to you, like that's awesome. Like, <laughs> please share that with the rest of the world. Um, but the thing is, like, you're always going to have to overcome some sort of fear pretty much on like, I don't want to say a daily basis, but if you're not overcoming, you know, small victories every day like you're not really growing mm. um you know like you always should be trying new things like i, I feel like that is uh like if, if you if you want to be safe in life like it's going to be a very boring life um not saying you can't have security without fun but you know, maybe they need to take a page out of the sevens book and be a little more spontaneous and just, I don't know, yeah. lose, lose the anxiousness of the unknown. You know, I feel like that whole thing was very eight of you to say, you know, you took some bold statements there. It, it was, it was very self-confident and willful and confrontational of me. 
Those are descriptive words of the eight, if you guys are wondering. But I think you're not exactly wrong. I just think that sixes really need to be able to build trust with people and that mm. that can be hard if you're already kind of nervous about trusting people. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta we gotta feel for them. I'm not saying I don't feel for them, but maybe those, so maybe you're six amongst friends and your friends can build that trust with you and kind of like pull the, the fear away from you. You know, comfort, strength in numbers, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's fair. Like your friends should be challenging you to grow. Well, for sure. But we could also say, okay, twos, your friends seem to be challenging you to grow by not being obsessed with serving other people. Mm. You know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I need to be challenged. <laughs> hey, as the eight, the challenger, that makes sense. These are great critical thinking questions, Mon. I'm really just trying to show my knowledge of the Enneagram. And I think I'm getting slaughtered here, but I'm totally, totally down to keep doing this. Hey, I'm not slaughtering you, but the sixes might come after you after this. Sixes, don't hate me. Let's talk. Let's get to know each other. Build that trust. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Okay, let's move on to everyone's favorite type, um, which is the nine. Now, let me just give you the descriptor or descriptor description, um, which is the easygoing self-effacing type, um, which is receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. I mean, there's barely anything negative in the name, and this is why everyone wants to be a nine, wants to be friends with nines. I mean, you like listen to that description. I mean, how do you feel right now? Uh, the last word is definitely something I wouldn't categorize as positive. Okay, yeah. Complacent? Okay, but you have to admit, most of them are pretty good. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to be easygoing. They want to be receptive of what's going on. They want to be able to reassure people. Agreeable, you know, the aid in me doesn't really agree with that, but, you know, that's another discussion for another day, but... I mean, like, yeah, nines are great people. Nines aren't going to, you know, confront you on something like out of the blue, probably. They're not going to, you know, for example, one of my housemates is very much an eight. Um, I don't think he's ever taken the Enneagram, but literally everything I will say, he will come at me with like this straight on devil's advocate answer. And for the longest time, I hated it. And I was just like, why can't you just, like, agree with me or, like, be like, that's cool. Like, I've never thought about that before. But that, like, I would, I want a nine in those moments to be there and be like, huh, that's pretty neat. Instead of, well, don't you think about this? Uh, it's yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I do get what you're saying. I think you need a nine in a friend group maybe even in a hangout but then again you don't want like a bunch of nines because then you'll never like make a decision or do something yeah if if you're in a group with a bunch of nines and you ask like where do you guys want to get food like it's it's over like you're not going time's gonna run out well that's exactly how it is with twos as well because we just want everyone else to be happy and not ourselves <laughs> 
So what, what, what do you think causes a nine? Because I, I think when I stressed, I go to a nine. Oh, well, that's interesting. Correct me if, if that's not the right thing. I feel like I, or at least when I'm experiencing other people's conflict, I'm very much, you know, trying to diffuse and calm down and, you know, show both sides, like, if that makes sense. Now, I don't mean to tell you you're wrong, but... Um, please, please tell me. I need to grow in this knowledge. I'm just going to be dead honest that you have no nine connection. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Maybe it's just the title. Misleading. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Just kidding. No, you can be an eight-wing nine. I am so sorry. I don't know what to say. I feel betrayed. I'm so sorry. You were right. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I was relying on too much knowledge of previous knowledge and not enough fact. So is the wing, is that what you stress to? Is that what that means? Or is that just like you share some qualities? No. So a wing is like, yeah, the wing is kind of the next number that you share the most qualities with, but you can only, okay, here's what I'll say. The wing is really the two numbers beside you. So like you're an eight, so you're either going to be a wing seven or a wing nine. And I'm a two, so I'm either going to be a wing one or a wing three. So it's the numbers that are right beside you. Oh, wow. I just pulled up my Enneagram results and nine was the lowest percentage I had. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not getting nine vibes from you. Hmm. Interesting. I was 80, I was 86% seven and eight, and then the next one was a three. Interesting. Well, can I just say that the, the, I, <laughs> this reply from Kyle the Carrot might be my favorite. Nines be like, nah. Actually, I liked your idea better, though. <laughs> I was going to say, this isn't about me. This is about nines. Oh, my gosh. I just jammed my knee on my trash can. Oh, are you okay? I'm fine. I'll power through. Okay, great. But, but I completely agree. I agree with that's dead on. Well, and also, Carly Nash said nines are weak. Like, that's a stereotype. And I think that's very true. I think a lot of people view nines as, like, you have no backbone, you know. But nines just want harmony. They just want to, you know, want everyone to get along. And I don't think that's weak. I think that's pretty cool. Um, but I think... Some would argue that if you want harmony and you want synergy, that's actually the most efficient and the best use of energy, so to speak. I think that is the opposite of weak. They want to be strong with other people. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, Sorry, I cut you off. I mean, they're not called the peacemaker for nothing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes. No, I mean, no, they're, they're definitely peacekeepers, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I'm lacking here. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, here's what I'll say. You want, you want a mix of these numbers. Like let's recap. Nines are going to make sure no one like killed each other in a friend group. 
um, fives are going to analyze perfectly where you should go out to eat, um, what's like the best option with all the variables. Um, twos are going to get everyone their silverware and napkins when you go out to eat. Um, fours will order the really unique thing on the menu and have everyone try it, which is fun. And then, you know, sixes are just going to make sure that everyone's like safe, you know, they're, they're going to make sure the place you eat in the area around you is like good to go because they're suspicious and anxious, but also responsible. So they want all of those things to be at a hangout. I don't know where, I don't know how that just came to me, but that was a really good example. That was actually great fire. And literally the picture that was, I was painting in my head was just literally the group of friends in the bank theory. Like the second you said fives are going to analyze like what to eat, I immediately thought of Sheldon. Like, oh, Sheldon's Sheldon. like, oh, it's, it's Thursday. Like it's pizza day or whatever. Like that's what we do. Or Sheldon, I don't know. Sheldon is definitely a five. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That would be a really fun thing to do. Like type people in TV shows, like TV show sitcom friend groups. Mm-hmm. I agree. Maybe something I'll do on my own time. Doesn't sound like you were too excited about it. Yeah, maybe do that on your own time. (laughs) Guys, it's been so cool to go through these numbers with you. Um, Obviously, this is a brief glaze, if you will, of the Enneagram, but we've had so much fun going through all the numbers. I'm sorry if we've offended you. Um, I hope you have felt more understood than offended, but you know, sometimes the cookie crumbles, um, in a different way, but that's okay. And I'm sorry, cause I definitely offended some people and I just can't help it sometimes, but Hey, like if I did reach out, you know, tell me what I did wrong and then I can, I can learn and go from there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you I know- need to stop saying, you know what I'm saying? I also keep saying that. I think we're copying each other's mannerisms. So in order to stop that, um, this has been Shooting the Breeze. Uh, I'm Monica. I'm Austin. And as always, you can, you know, like and share this at Put a Cork in an Official. Stay tuned this Friday. We are going to have a really awesome show for you guys. And we really hope this could brighten up your Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in. See you later. See ya. There's a lovely thing to do